0: My friends, it has been too long since I've heard this song. I needed it. Not feeling great right now. Uh, Which is why we didn't get one of these from the hotel in D.C., which is when I was planning on doing it. And then last week... Last week, what happened? Oh, it was such a short week, and I promoted Prince and the Wolf, and I sent shit out about Good Call podcast, and I was like, man, I'm going to feel like an asshole if I promote a third podcast. And I, sh- by the way, that's a problem I have. Yeah, I just need to put it out. You guys can listen or not. But this gives you the option. But in the meantime, it's so good to hear this beautiful woman sing this beautiful verse. Ugh. Good lord. It has been quite a couple of days. This flu is no fucking joke, man. Damn it. And now, when I was in D.C., I powered through the first three sets. Oh, but let me tell you something. It was... I hate doing sets like that when you don't feel well. Not because I'm a giant pussy. Am I, is my battery already running out? Well, fuck. Well, I don't know how long this is going to go, guys. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> um... I am now in New York City, Uh, took a train here today um, to shoot a pilot, pretty excited about the pilot, I'll have more news for you on the pilot tomorrow when I ask the people who are shooting the pilot what I'm allowed to say about the pilot, but here in New York pretty excited about it, Uh, this show has incredible potential to be funny and I, I mean I already read the script and stuff and it's super good and it's a it's like a funny I guess a funny game show is the best way to put it uh, but it's for true TV I'm really excited so um, but here in New York uh, DC was great I just want to apologize to the people who were coming to the spot tickets to the Saturday night show at the DC draft house I was just too sick I can't remember the last time I did that canceled the show when I was already in town like I can't I don't know if I've ever done that. I've had to cancel shows before. Oh, no, that's not true. In September, was it September or August or September when I got that food poisoning in Hartford and couldn't make it all the way to Springfield? Oh, that was terrible. Oh, that food poisoning. I had to pull over. I had to cab pull over to the first hotel because I was like, hey, yeah. I'm not making it all the way to the show, and uh, barely made it into the room before. I think they probably lit that room on fire after I left, and nobody ever went back in. That that that's how bad I felt. You should have. Beth came in with me this weekend to DC. I got to tell you, it's little things, man. You know, so it was colder than we thought it was going to be, and we got in late Wednesday night. And uh, I just wasn't feeling great, and I canceled Thursday morning press. And so, you know, Beth had never been to D.C., and I was really excited to show her D.C. There's so much to see and so much really cool shit there, man. I mean, look, history's fucking really cool. History's really cool. And so there's a lot of really cool shit there. And uh, so... Um, I didn't do press and I was feeling kind of shitty and I stayed in the room and I went and did my show Thursday night and then I came home and I told her I don't feel good but I got to do press on Friday morning, I got to do at least one day, you know, because the, well that's part of my job, I thought maybe I could power through it and load myself up with fluids and all that stupid shit and and then after press, I wasn't feeling great but we walked around a little bit. Went down to the White House. She had never seen the White House before. and But my point is, most of the time we spent in our hotel room, a couple things. One, when we left that hotel, first of all, <laughs> I'm so sorry I'm going to say this, but you know, like the sick farts, oh, they're bad. So the the room basically smelled like three days of sick farts with room service. <laughs> That combo, and whatever weird shit I would. you know, when you're sick, you sometimes you crave weird shit. So it, it was weird. My appetite came on, but anyways. But first, I felt bad for the woman who was coming to clean the room. So I I looked at it before I left, and I always tip the the people who do house cleaning. I always 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 tip that. I mean, they clean up after our fucking filthy asses every day of their lives and you know if everybody left them five bucks they would they would have like a livable wage if everybody if they opened the door every morning and every time they cleaned up after your nasty ass with your fucking toenails on the ground leaving shit behind the fucking bed and stuff if everyone left them five dollars two dollars one dollar they would have a livable wage so I usually leave them twenty to make up for it's the way I tip at restaurants too I tip at restaurants. I know I tip well because I worked at a lot of restaurants, but then I tip well on top of that because I know there are people who don't tip. So I always leave the house cleaning 20 dollars. I left her an extra 20 because when I walked out of that room, I was like, Oh, nobody should ever walk in here again. But, uh, point being interesting. Like you know, I I left that hotel room on Friday to walk to show Beth the White House. And we walked over there and it was fucking freezing. And it just chilled me to the bone. I wasn't feeling well. But I felt like I, you know, she came with me to D.C. And we hadn't spent enough time together recently. I'm so glad she came. And I just wanted her to have a good time, you know. And But it was really weird. I had such a good time. And I know she did, too. We didn't do shit. I didn't do shit. I was just fucking basically sleeping, farting and sweating the entire time. But just being together was a good time. Is that weird? Is that weird? But uh, the D.C. Club was a lot of fun. I saw some old high school friends, which was really cool. Um, I'm bummed I didn't get to see my friend from Trinity, my buddy Drew. He was coming in Saturday. Drew always comes in. He always checks out two shows, too. If I have two shows, he'll come from the early and stay for the late. Always a good hang, my buddy. Um, but we'll see him next time. And, uh, yeah, man, D.C., what an interesting time uh, to be in D.C. Uh, and, um, you know, I hadn't been to the White House in a while either. And it was all good, all really good. And then this sickness, boom. Like a kick in the nuts. I gotta tell you something. Like, I'm sitting here, um, powering through. You know, last time I try, I remember trying to power through feeling this bad and getting on a plane. I ended up with meningitis in the hospital for like 30 days. It, it just wore myself down. Oh, meningitis. Did I ever tell you guys about having meningitis? Oh my fucking God. So I remember, it's weird. So, okay, I was living in the first. Was, I was living in my in the first home that I had rented after living in the luxury apartments. So, luxury apartments, guys. If you hear me reference some luxury apartments, the luxury apartments are the is the apartment that I lived in with my brother and the three kids, and uh, I just gotten my first little taste of not a lot of money, but enough money to move out of the luxury apartments. It's so funny, any apartment complex called a luxury apartments is never a luxury apartment. But, so, my first little oh and room service might interrupt us here for a second. So, I'll bring you guys over. Uh, I'm getting some Zupa. But, uh, oh, I was living in the first house. And I had rented. What a weird house. With the worst fucking asshole of a landlord I had ever... This dude was such a dick, just like an outward dick. His wife even said to me, I'm sorry, he's such a dick. Like there were repairs and shit that needed to be done that he just was like a like a legitimate asshole slumlord. There was a three month period, three month, two month period, probably. Where bugs flew through the house. I don't know what exactly why it was. But I called him. He goes, yeah, that happens every year between these two months. I go, what the fuck, man? And he was like, well, I've tried to stop it before, but it just doesn't have to stop. I forget what so long ago. But I remember getting this huge argument with him. I go, isn't that something you should have told me before I rented the house? And he was like, you didn't ask. I'm like, am I supposed to ask everybody if bugs fly through the house with free reign for two months every year? You fucking dick licker. You ass munch you taint scruncher taint scruncher why not anyways so uh i was up in that house oh here's room service yeah hold on here's room service i'm gonna bring you guys over the door all right how are you come on in Got it? I got it. Okay, alright, alright. You can just put it on the end of the bed. That's cool. All right, and what do you need me to sign for you? Yeah. Okay. Doing a podcast. Sorry. We're all good. We're all good. We're all good. That was quick. That room service was quick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. So Oh, we're already running out of batteries, so this is gonna be a quick one. I don't even know where I left off. Renting the house. Oh, I'm up on the house. I'm in the house. And guys, fuck, I wanna eat this soup, but I don't wanna eat it in your ear. But I also, God, I don't wanna let it get warm, cold, and there's no microwave. So I'm gonna have to eat in your ear, everybody. Oh, I really apologize. You know how much I hate this, right? I mean, you know my biggest pet peeve in the world is hearing people eat. It's like there is no second. And the problem is, if I pause this, the batteries will run out. But if... I'm going to pause it, and I'm going to eat this soup super quick. Hold on. I think you all would be justifiably disgusted to know how fast I just ate that soup. Anybody who knows me at all was ever eaten with me will testify i eat like a fucking savage i think it's from growing up with three older brothers and you just ate quickly at the table i think that's the only thing i can but i eat like a fucking cuz when all six of us ate at the table together me and my mom and dad my three three brothers i ate across from my oldest brother for a long time and he ate so fast Quickly, one or the other, and uh, and I think I learned that. Well, I I am a cons- I am an inhaler of food. I have to make a concerted effort not to look like a fucking animal when I go out to dinner. It's terrible. It's terrible. I wish, and I and I think I would enjoy my food more, and I would enjoy dinner more, and because a lot of times I end up being, you know, a lot of times at dinner, Beth and I are in and out of restaurants under a half an hour. Under half hour, so I, I I really need to you know on the on the nights when I'm not really taking my time and making sure I'm enjoying what's happening around I just I yeah anyways anyways okay so uh at that house with the fucking bugs but the kids were psyched it's the first time they had had their own rooms and I had my own room and it was up I had always wanted to live in the Hollywood Hills. Because I just always thought it was just fancy, you know? And I was living in that shitty-ass apartment for so long. I wanted to feel fancy for just a little bit. And uh, it's not fancy. Not a place for kids. You can't ride your fucking bike. Nobody has a yard. It was the stupidest thing I've ever done. But this place was cool. It had like a little spiral wooden staircase that led up to it. And it had a giant (laughs) old barrel... Like it looked like a big giant wooden barrel hot tub out on the patio, and um, this is also a point in time in my life where I was doing a bunch of, I was doing a bunch of ecstasy and shit. But, um, and I think that messed, that messes with your spinal fluids. So I think that probably had something to do with it. But I remember coming down with meningitis, and just being like, oh my god. I remember that headache. It was the fuck... It was... That headache was the worst... Well, I don't know about that. I've had two headaches that have been... I had something called a cluster headache, which I think I told you guys about, which was... Brute. Which was... It made me... It basically dehumanized me. Turned me into a grunting, shuffling, immobile, just blob. And these headaches were different. It was like a like a searing, like a hot poker being jammed into your head. And it was relentless. And there was no amount of Tylenol or anything, nothing that would really help this. It was just a relentless pain and a a fever that would just not go away. And, you know, I've always been a high fever guy. I've always, you know, some people, when they get a hundred fever, that's a high fever for them. And they feel fucking shitty. For me, if I'm getting a fever, it's almost guaranteed it's hitting 103. It just is that way, right? Jacob is the same way, my son. And so, but my daughter Caitlin, right? My, and my other son Trevor, they're not huge fever people. Uh, both, the, both of them will, if they're sick, they'll throw up for like 24 hours and then it'll be gone. But they're not huge fever people. Kate and Trevor um, but so I just think okay this is one of my normal fevers and I'm and I'm, I'm single with the three kids at the time and I'm driving around and you know it was a they were really young and I'd, I've never had help I, you know that was never something that I oh well, that's not true well I had a housekeeper uh, but I would never had like uh, child care help and um, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, relentless, just a searing, just a, a brutal headache and fever. And I remember calling, I was, I was getting, there were times I was delirious, like delirious. And I would try to go to sleep and the fever was just brutal. And the pain was, and I would pace and, and, and talk to myself like a fucking madman for a couple nights there. I remember calling my buddy Joey Diaz and being like, I'm in fucking trouble here, dude. And then one day I just called my brother and I said, I'm, I am, uh, I need to go to the hospital like right now. And he said, okay. And I think that's when I called Joe and I'm pretty sure Joe came up and watched the kids while I went to the hospital. Um, and, uh, went to the hospital and the guy was like, you know, they were just having a hard time. They were like, it's the flu. And I go, yeah, you know, I would have thought it was the flu, but I can't, nothing, you know, all the pain. And flu stuff that usually at least brings your fever down and takes the pain away isn't working. Like, so it's got to be something else. And so they ran a, some other tests and nothing. And then the guy goes, Come on, I have to give you, a- oh, any of you ever had a spinal tap? This dude goes, I'm going to have to give you a spinal tap. I'm in the ER. My brother Danny's with me. And, um, and I go, Why? And he goes, We're going to test for meningitis. And I said, Okay. And I didn't really know what it was at the time, honestly. And, um, so, <laughs> so I'm laying there and my brother goes, oof, spinal tap, I had one of those before. And I said, yeah. And, I, but the guy, the intern or the nurse, the guy was like, but you're lucky Dr. Garcia is here. And you know, he's like world renowned for spinal taps, even for tough spines. I like, go, what do you mean tough spines? He goes, well, some spines, you know, the space is smaller, but he's really good and he... He gets them all first shot and finds a spot and basically talking this guy up like because I, I guess there's I should have been scared about getting a spinal tap. I guess I didn't know better. But um so he walks out, my brother's like, Man, thank God for Dr. Garcia. I go, why? And he goes, Well, I've had one of those before. And I had somebody who was good too, but it was still super uncomfortable. And I go, Okay. Oh my god. So he comes back in about 15 minutes later, and I'm feeling like shit. And he goes, okay. And he looks flustered. He goes, well, there's just a huge car accident. There's a bunch of people out there not doing that well. So Dr. Garcia can't give you your spinal tap. This is a quote. He goes, so uh, I guess I'll do it. And right when he said it like that, I guess I'll do it, my brother stood up and he goes, I'm going to wait outside. <laughs> I think he knew what was happening. It was the worst. He missed... I can't even tell you how many times he missed. But I, you know, I guess I also have a one of the tougher. Like you know, I guess there are spines that are easier and harder, and I guess mine are mine is harder to get into, which made it even more difficult. But this dude who'd never done it on an alive person in the hospital before, just like test stuff. You know what I mean? He's never actually done it. So after he did it, and he finally missed a couple times, and my brother said that he heard me whimpering like a biatch. Is I believe is what he said. Uh, no, he heard me whimpering. Um, the guy was like, man, that was... Sorry about that. I missed a couple times. My first time. And I was like, oh my God, dude. Like, keep that shit to yourself, man. Keep the... I guess I'll do it. And keep the, uh, you know, my first time stuff. But comes back positive from meningitis. I still didn't know what it was. And um, and I, I still didn't know that there was a difference... Between viral meningitis and bacterial meningitis, and viral meningitis, although serious, <coughs> I'm sorry, serious and shitty and a fucking terrible, basically month-long ordeal, not bacterial meningitis, which can oftentimes kill you. You know, um. So I was in the hospital for oh morphine, I. Not a fan. I know some people really like it, man. I did not like how itchy it made me. I did not like morphine at all. Um, It was fun. It was weird having my kids come in. I wonder how that was for them. I wonder if they have any memory of that. You know, because I think one of the... I contemplated having them come in at all. tell you the truth, because I couldn't decide. You know, I had always been the strong one who was always there. They had already gone through a lot of loss in their life. Their biological dad had taken off. Their mom wasn't around. So I didn't want them seeing me hooked up to tubes in a hospital, you know, doped up on morphine, kind of fucked up, and just in a shitload of pain. Uh, I didn't want them to see that and think they were about to incur another loss because, you know, they're too young to, you know, for me to say it's viral, not bacterial, and go ahead and look that shit up. Um, well, my parents flew out and came out of the hospital and went back to my house. That was a long that that meningitis thing, that recovery from meningitis, was like that uh, I just I, I you know sometimes when you get sick or you get an injury and you're like, I don't think I'm ever gonna be the same ever again And then like six months later you look back and you go, What was I thinking? Of course I'm gonna be I'd say that every time. This time for sure. The meningitis part, I was like, I don't think I'll ever fully be back to me because I remember thinking three weeks after the hospital, like, I am still complete, you know, I'd heard of people, things happening to them and them saying, you know, month out that they still weren't the same. And I was like, well, how is that possible? That can only happen to old people, right? But, you know, I was pretty young when that happened. And three weeks in, I was like, I'm still fucked up. Uh, But I, there was one other time I got a spinal tap. That time Beth was there. She stayed in the room with me. Guy had the same problem. It was those spinal taps, man. I think they're going to have to Xanax me out next time that happens. I don't think I can do another one. I don't know why they don't just offer that shit, by the way. Same at the dentist and the doctor. Look, if some bad shit's going to happen, offer it. Offer it. You want me to put you out? Fuck yes. You want me to take away the pain? Hell yeah. Do you want me to make this easier? We want me to make this easier on you? Yes. Make it as easy. I know you're not supposed to prescribe drugs all willy-nilly. I'm not asking for that. But I'm saying during the actual procedure, during the actual time where it's go time, and you're sticking a needle in my base of my fucking spine... How about a, like a Valium, a Vicodin, a Xanax, and a hammer to knock me the fuck out. Anyways, point being. Um, I have uh I have the pilot here this week and I'm supposed to fly to Spokane on um oh, good Lord. This is an ass kicker. In uh on for shows this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I hope to make those, everybody. I really do. Um, I just, I promised myself that I would never, I would never do that again. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. And, uh, yeah. So I I think I'm going to be fine. I ordered this thing to come to the hotel tomorrow. It's definitely not something I should order. It's definitely not in my budget, but I think it'll be good for the shoot. Because, you know, I'm looking at it as an investment into hoping that the TV show makes it. Part of the TV show making it, since I'm the host, is me at my best. And part of me at my best is going to be feeling as good as I possibly can. So I ordered, you ever seen, you know, like in Vegas they have that traveling van that gives you IVs um, when you're hungover. Well, in other parts of the country they also have a traveling circus like that. But... They'll give you IVs, you know, they have one made specifically for people who have the flu and they come to where you live and they hook you up to an IV and they put the bag in they fill you up with fluids and vitamins and all that good shit. And, uh, and it's supposed to make you feel way better. I have no idea if it is or it isn't. I should probably, maybe I'll Facebook live it tomorrow. See if we can do that. Let's let's take a look at it. But, uh, I'm going to do that. You know, like I said, not in my budget, but I have to tell you, I wish I was better, and I wish I had been better at saving money. And I went so long having no money, that when I even got a little bit, I, I just, and I'm not stupid shit, guys. You know, you look at my clothes or my car, and I'm not extravagant, but, you know, too many dinners out, and all that other shit adds up. I wish I had saved a little more money, but we're not dead yet. And, uh, yeah. I will tell you, you know, I'm so curious, by the way. And I know I probably lost a bunch of subscribers from not being on for two weeks. But if you're listening to this, will you do me a favor? Will you tweet me at Josh Wolf Comedy? I'm so curious. Because, uh, and I hope I have some people on both sides of the aisle who listen to this. Take away the, uh, any kind of fucking scandal that's happening politically before the elections going into the elections can you tell me what the five most important things to you were five most important things because I'm really curious if things match up a little bit on both sides will you tweet me what the five most important things to you were going into this and don't tweet back never Hillary never Hillary never Hillary never Hillary never Hillary that don't don't do that with Hillary or Trump Issues, Five issues. And by the way, I've really started to pay attention to Trump and why people like him. And I'll tell you one thing, man. And I went back and looked at some of the debates. And look, I like to consider myself to be a pretty intelligent person. But you know when they talk about policies and when when I was listening to Paul Ryan talk about insurance and how they're going to repeal repeal Obamacare and what they're going to do to make it better. And he listed off three things that are going to way to make it better. And I had no fucking idea. I understood the words, but I didn't understand what any of them were. And then I was like, I wonder outside of the spectacle of it, if I go back and just listen to the words, Not one person sounds smart and one person doesn't. Not one. You know what I mean? Did I understand everything that Hillary was saying? Do I understand everything Paul Ryan's saying? I don't. I understood everything that Trump said. Everything. He was very direct. And I'm not, listen guys, I'm not defending him. But it makes sense to me. Because a lot of times there's two people up there talking about policies and how they're going to fix things and what they're going to do with the economy and, and, and insurance and everything, right? Immigration, whatever. But they're talking about all these bills and laws that none of us generally know what the fuck they are. He just came out and said, I'm going to build a wall. Well, I understand what that means. He came out and just said sentences that people understood. I wonder how much of his success is based on that. I'm not at all in any way making that sound like a bad thing. I'm not in any way making it sound like if you voted for Trump, you voted for him because you understand one sentence at a time. That's not at all. It actually makes total sense to me because sometimes, and, and it makes sense why you consider those other people the elite. Look, when someone sits in front of me, Dennis Miller, sometimes when I listen to him, I'm like, all right, motherfucker. I get it. You're smart. I fucking get it. I find myself a little agitated. I fucking get it. You had to look for you had to look for three thesaurus words in that sentence, you dick. Right? Totally get it. Totally. So when a guy comes out, whether he's telling the truth or lies, whether he knows what he's doing, whether he's qualified or not, He's speaking in a way that people understand. You know who else kind of did that? Bush. You know who else kind of did that? Bill Clinton. Yeah. Uh, But Bill Clinton was fucking hyper intelligent. Hyper intelligent. I mean, you can't hide all those women for that long and not be super smart. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Oh, boy. Um, I also want to say, you know, I want to, I'm running out of batteries. I do want to give a little public. No, I don't want to give it. I was going to give a public apology to somebody, but fuck that. I'm not going to do that. I don't know that person. Apology. I don't. I don't know that fucking person. Apology at all. Fuck that. Um, I hope you guys are listening to Prince and Wolf. It's March fifth right now. I think. I think it is March fifth, and uh, things with Freddie and I are going so fucking well. I've sworn. I, I've been swearing a lot. I'm going to try to. Curtail that a little bit too. I apologize. Uh, things with Freddie and I going really well. The the Good Call podcast with me and Adam Ray. Another guys, completely different, completely different feel, completely different vibe, equally fun and funny. The last Good Call we did was me, Adam Ray, and Joey McIntyre from New Kids. The one before that was me and Adam and Michelle Beadle. The one before that was me and Adam and Jonathan Coachman. Uh, the me and, and Freddie. It's good stuff. And guys, everybody, listen, please, 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 if you're listening, spread the word about the live shows too. We're having, my live shows have been super fun lately. I promise if you come out, you're going to have a good time. I fucking promise. And I've also decided that I'm not going to spread the word of, I told you this, of this podcast outside of being on this podcast. I'm going to see if you guys want to spread it. That's great. I would really appreciate that, and if not, totally get that too. But yeah, if you enjoy this, I'm going to borrow a line from Freddie. but tell your mama, tell your friends, or tell your mother, tell your friends. Um, And what else? I think that's about it. I'm really feeling like shit. I I have to tell you, I'm really excited about this pilot. I, you know, I may not have time to get into this, but... I was angry for too long over the over my TV show getting canceled, and I spoke the right words about yeah, I get it, great opportunity, blah, 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 and I afterwards and played it off. I was angry for too long, and that held me back. And I'm not gonna be angry anymore about this business. Can't be angry about this business. However, I also made it a, a very. I made a decision also a few weeks back. Um, and, uh, and I told you guys this at the beginning of the year about starting to slice off friends. And I've also started to redefine the word friend. There are now friends and there are people that I know. There are friends who I would consider a friend and people that I know. That doesn't mean I want to treat the people that I know like dicks, but like, I can't imagine reaching out to the people that I know. I can't imagine, uh, you, you look. When you send someone a text, everybody has text. Now, there are times when a text goes by. But you send two or three texts and you don't get a reply. Motherfucker. It's 2017. We all know you saw the fucking text. I know you text somebody back. So you know what, and we all do this. We all have people on a list of people you text back right away. People that you eventually text back. And then people you're like, meh. And I've just decided that if, if I'm on the meh list, that's cool. But I'm, I'm basically done. Um, and listen, you know what else, guys? It feels good. What are you hanging on to? What are you hanging on? You know, it felt good. Like Because sometimes there were some people that I had known for a couple of years. And I was having this issue with them. And I was like, you know, what the fuck? This clearly doesn't bother them. Why This is, my, this is a me problem. This isn't a them problem. The fact that they're not texting me back isn't their problem. It's fucking my problem that I let it bother me. You know the solution? Erase the number out of the phone. Don't ever text them again. That's it. That's my solution. Erase the number out of the phone. That happened to me recently where I called somebody out on it and they texted back a ha ha ha. And, you know, for like three weeks in a row, they texted me. This has got—they've been like four or five months, four or five months, where I would send a text. every night, and be like, hey, man, just checking in. Hey, what's going on? You know, congratulations on a few things. And I was like, what the fuck? I feel like this, like I'm chasing this dude. And I was just like, fuck it. And he sent me a text, and I had erased his number. And he sent me a text asking me for something. And I texted back, who is this? And he was like, what do you mean, who is this? Blah, 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 blah. And I go, oh. I go, yeah, I can't help you out. And then that was it. And then he texts back, and we good? And I didn't text him back. And then he sent me like a funny picture and a video. Uh-uh. Man, be good to yourself. You have to value yourself more than any of those. I mean, you, you value other people. If, if you Give yourself the advice that you would give a friend. That's what I always go back to. What would I tell a friend right now? What would I tell a friend? If my advice would be to my friend, man, fuck that person then that's what the advice i'm giving myself. You know like when you're in a relationship and you're like you're like i know what you think but this one's different. She really loves me. He really loves me. He wouldn't really ch-. Yeah, no, no, no. Give yourself the advice you would give a friend. Take that advice. That's what i say. This has been an entire meningitis Debbie Downer episode. I'm so I'm sorry. That's not really Shh. You hear that small little new whistle in my voice? It's because I chipped my tooth about 20 minutes before I turned on the microphone. I can't fucking believe it. I, I went to put the bottle in my mouth to drink out of the bottle and I wasn't paying attention. I went too fast and I cr- cracked it against one of my teeth and I fucking chipped it. And I hope they don't mind tomorrow for the shoot. It'll be fine. Chip teeth are in. Um, not like a huge chip, everybody, but it's, you know, you know when you notice something on your body. You know what I mean? Like when you're like, oh my that fucking eyebrow's thicker than I want it to be. Or you're like, or no, well that that you can change. But sometimes you're like, you know, this side of my face is a little different. Okay, well nobody can tell. Well, yeah, everybody can tell. No, no, no Nobody can tell. You can see this you say, right? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's E-E, but you see it on your own body. So this chip, oh, I see the fucking chip on my body. Um and what else, guys? I think that's where we're leaving and i gotta get some fucking sleep i'm exhausted but i did want to do this i did want to say hello i did want to check back in i did want to tell you guys that i've been thinking about you i did want to tell you that this break is never gonna fucking happen again i did want to tell you to love yourselves i did want to tell you to be good to yourself i did want to tell you to get off of twitter because that shit is poison 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 man you just read negative after negative after negative. Of course, we're going to go on there and fuck around, but don't get caught up in there. You know what? Sanction some time off for the news and for Twitter, and then enjoy your fucking life. Enjoy your life. Don't look back after this four years. Look, you want to be active, be active. Be proactive. You want to make change, make change. But don't look back after you know these four years or two years or a month or however long, eight years, seven years, 20 years. I don't give a fuck. Don't look back. At a certain part of time in your life and be like, man, I wish I hadn't just sunk into the negative for so much. I wish I hadn't just, just focused on the bad. We don't want to do that because that negative energy is pervasive, all right? And it seeps into everything. We need a positive train going through. We need people to feel good. I'm telling you, energy is a real thing, man. I know you don't look... What you call God, I call energy. Okay? So, what you I I am not saying that miracles don't happen. But I think they happen because of energy. Positive. You tell me when you walk into a room, you can't tell if there's good energy in there or bad. You can't feel energy in a stadium when people are happy. You can't tell when somebody walks into a room at a party and changes the energy in there. Yeah, you can. Energy's real. So when people die, that energy sometimes stays. <clears throat> good and bad energy sticks around. So the more good we put out, I understand this bad shit out there. Open a door for somebody. Say thank you. I buy people coffee all the time. They don't know what's happening. I'll just say, hey, let me get your coffee. Person behind me in line at Starbucks. Or if I'm at a restaurant, I do it at the airport. I buy guys in uniform. If I'm at a restaurant, I see guys in uniform, men and women in uniform. They don't need to know who it's from. I don't do it, so but I'll buy it. Buy it. Pay it forward, everybody. Pay it fucking forward. I'm telling you. Right now, we have a big, dark cloud over the country. Unfortunately, and this has nothing to do with policies, everybody. I'm not talking about... You Notice, I don't say a lot about Trump and his policies because I think policies are just that, and I think you need Republicans and Democrats, although I'm not sure which one he is exactly. Um, policies are policies, and... And they get reversed and moved around. But negativity, uh, hatred, lies, being okay with lies, spreading lies. It's all negative shit. It's all negative shit. And that's the problem I have. Look, nobody gets into politics because they got a clean slate. Nobody is clean. Maybe Bernie Sanders? He could be. Nobody is clean. Guys, remember. You know, as much as we liked or you might have liked Obama. And look, I don't think he was great. I don't think he was terrible. That's where I am with him. But he was presidential for sure. But he was a positive dude. But guys, I mean, let's not forget. He did some there were some not great things that happened on his watch, too. Okay, but we need to spread positive. Right. If you want change, take positive action to do that change. And if you're protesting, you motherfuckers. And you start looting. It's so weird what liberalism has become. I'm as scared as the far left, the far left as I am as the far right. Equally, equally brutal. Equally fucking unaccepting. Oh, my God. The far left scares me because I think they, they encroach on the, the First Amendment all the time. All the time. That's brutal, man. And the far right scares me for obvious reasons. The far left also, not quite as peaceful. Now, look, I'm not saying, but we can't, the the anarchists, guys, if you're protesting, that women's march in LA was the best thing ever. But if you're protesting and a dude in a fucking handkerchief covering his face comes up next to you, take that fucking handkerchief off. Or you and a hundred other people around you, Just walk up to that group and be like, you guys need to get the fuck out of here. We're not fighting today. It doesn't further the cause. They don't give a fuck about our cause. It's not even, our. I can't say our cause because right now I'm just babbling. You know how I babble. God damn it, I should have turned off this microphone about 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Uh, You know what's funny is that I do morning radio and people are like, give us some things you want to talk about. I'm like, trust me, you're going to have to tell me to shut up. Trust me. Oh, there was somebody on the, I lost my headphones, and there was somebody on the train today eating almonds. I took the train from D.C. to New York so loudly. I could hear them. I bought the dude's headphones sitting across from me. I was like, how much for your headphones? He was like, what? I go, your head earbuds, how much? I bought them. And then I got in a cab, and the dude took me to the wrong hotel. That was nice. Um, all right. All right. I'm going to load this right now. That sounds dirty. Prince and the Wolf podcast, good call podcast, fairly normal podcast, comedian Josh Wolf for Tour Dates, at Josh Wolf Comedy for all other shit. If it's when I talk political stuff, guys, if it sounds like I'm all over the place, I am. I'm square in the middle politically. I am. I think both sides have good and bad qualities. I just don't think this particular president has any good ones. Although, look, I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm not against a stronger border. Not because I, I, I want less Mexicans. I'm, I think the border needs to be stronger because if I was looking to cause some damage in the United States, I would fly to Mexico and fucking walk my ass across the border. So I wouldn't have to deal. If I was, you know, ISIS or whatever, that's why I think I would love a stronger border. Um, and so I do agree with that. You know, there's some things I don't entirely disagree with him on, um, but I just don't think he's a good person. That's something I'll have to live with. I don't know him. I look. I can't claim to know the guy. I just know that he's come out, and you know, whatever. I don't have to. I don't want to bash the dude any more than he's getting bashed because I'm not going to say anything nobody hasn't already said. Anyways, that's why when I sound like I'm all over the place politically, it's because I am. And I don't plan these out. I think you know that. And I don't write out notes. I think you know that too. So sometimes shit comes out of my mouth. And then I go, oh, I also think this. And that shit comes out. And they may seem to contradict themselves. Oh, That's because I'm a human being. Who has different thoughts and ideas. And and, um, changes his mind from minute to minute sometimes. I never understood exactly why... Changing your mind was such a negative in politics. You're a human being. Ten years ago, you could think one thing, and you could think another thing. Uh, That that kind of shit doesn't bother me either. All right, I'm going. Oh, I'm going. I just started listening to Joe Rogan's podcast again. That dude. Guys, if you don't listen to his podcast, he's such a great interviewer. He's such a great interviewer. And whether he agrees with what you say or you don't. Or he, or you don't. He's so gracious with his questions. And his style. It's so. You know it's really a fucking. Master course. In, in an interview. In such a non. Uh, it's, it's. Not the way. Because he. It's a conversation. Right. So it's so natural. But. He asks such great questions, and he respects people's thoughts and ideas, which makes it, you know, it's why he has such amazing guests, and he doesn't agree with everything they say, and he fact-checks on the spot. It's such a great podcast if you're not listening, although I think 20 million people a week listen, so odds are you're listening. And I got to go, and I love you guys, and be good, and hug your family, and tell people you love them, and open fucking doors, and say thank you, and buy somebody a meal, and if you can't afford a meal... You know, give someone a pat on the back. Tell someone good job. They, listen, I'm not saying you got to spend money. Now, not everybody has an extra dollar. That's fine. Tell someone they did a good job. Thank someone sincerely for the work that they've done. Man, you've done a great fucking job for me. Or thank you so much. Or you can even thank your boss. Thank you so much. You know what? I really enjoy working here. Really, not too many people say that. Whatever you want to say. You've got great hair. Oh, I don't think anyone's ever said that shit to me. Uh I have the worst jufro of all. Although it's not looking terrible tonight. I'm checking it out in the mirror right now. <coughs> oh my god, but I gotta go. I just coughed up something crazy. Okay later.